feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, what a dramatic day it has been. In just a moment, we are going to have Texas Congressman Troy Nels, who is joining us for an exclusive. He just put out a tweet that is creating havoc and a firestorm and many questions all over the place. Many people wondering where this is going to go, saying that he is nominating President Trump to be the next Speaker of the House. So I have a lot of questions for the congressman, and that will happen in just a few moments. This comes after a dramatic day and dramatic last few hours where Kevin McCarthy, after he was voted out as House Speaker, there was a conference with his committee behind closed doors. They were talking, and he announced that he will not put his name back on the ballot to be speaker. Listen to Kevin McCarthy just a few moments ago. I believe I can continue to fight, maybe in a different manner. I will not run for speaker again. I will not run for speaker again. Everybody was expecting that he would submit his name. So what happens now after this dramatic day where eight members of Congress decided that they were not going to vote for the current Speaker of the House? We are hearing now that what is essentially going to happen is that they will take a break Uh, They will be trying to rally and decide who will be the next GOP Speaker of the House. There will be then a meeting next Tuesday and potentially a vote soon after. So who will be on it? It could even be Donald Trump. Maybe that's an interim opportunity. What do you think of that? Wow, that is creating lots of of headlines tonight with just a few tweets that are coming out and a lot of people discussing that. Here first off is Kevin McCarthy talking as he said he will not run for speaker again. He announced that just shortly. To paraphrase Lou Gehrig, he said, I might have been given a bad break, but I truly still consider myself to be the luckiest man on the face of the earth. There's no other country that you could rise to be the 55th speaker, not get an internship, and be able to fight for the American public. So it was my greatest honor to be able to do it. And joining us now exclusively on the Rita Cosby Show is Congressman Troy Nels, Republican from the great state of Texas. Congressman, your tweet is creating a firestorm. It says, Kevin McCarthy will not be running again as speaker. I nominate... Donald J. Trump for Speaker of the House. Tell us why you did this. Well, Rita, thank you for having me. Well, the reason I've nominated Donald J. Trump for Speaker of the House is there's no rule, there's no law, there's nothing that says that the Speaker of the House must be a member of the House of Representatives. So it can be anybody. So I I said to myself, who better? Who better than Donald J. Trump? You know, when he was the leader of our party, he was the president of the United States. He look at all the wonderful things he did for our country, and I'm thinking this is the guy that could come in 
and, and repair the brokenness in the House of Representatives, bring us together uh, and, and make America and make Congress great again. Have you gotten any reaction from your colleagues at all supporting this? What has been the reaction from uh, your fellow members of Congress? Well, I've, t- I've talked to a, a few of them, uh, a couple of my uh, friends from Texas, and the, and the one said he would be great, he would be great. So those of us that are in the House of Representatives, in Congress, that really truly believe that Donald Trump was an amazing president and he is the leader of our party, and we want to see him come in and be the 47th president, and I believe he will. I said, well, in the meantime, before he becomes the 47th, why don't he come on over in the House of Representatives and provide that leadership he showed the American people when he was president and come in and do that as our speaker for a short time, right? It would only be, what, 15, 16 months? He could come in and, and, and fix the brokenness. Oh, that's interesting. So you see him as sort of an interim House speaker, uh, hoping that he would be president ultimately, but that it would be somebody who could just kind of come in and hold the position, change things around, and you're still hoping he would be White House, not instead of White House. No, 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 no. He's going to come in and he's going to assume the speaker's role. He'll do that for about 16 months or so, 12, about 16 months. And then uh, and then we'll inaugurate him on January 20th of 2025 as the 47th president. Why do you think he's the right man for the moment? And have you gotten any indication? Have you ever had any conversations with him that he would want to do this? Well, I spoke to President Trump. I, I talked to him quite often. I was up there a couple of weeks ago in, in Bedminster. And I, we, so we stay in contact with each other. But I just think the American people need him. We need him now more than ever. And when you look at the polling that's out there with all these other candidates that are running for president, the Florida governor and and all these senators and everybody else, Donald Trump is clobbering them all. And he's clobbering them all. He's clobbering them all because he is a proven, effective leader. He's a proven, effective leader. And and this is the guy that we need uh, uh, in America today. Uh, I think we need an outsider. The idea that we could bring in somebody from the outside because Congress has been broken for so many years, so many decades, and maybe some new leadership with a new vision would be good for the House of Representatives. In your conversations with him, has he ever signaled that he'd be open to doing this in an interim position? Well, again, it's conversations that I'll have with with President Trump. uh, And when we get back up here, uh, in the next few days, and when I make that nomination speech, I'm sure that he and I will will uh, converse more about my ideas and my suggestions and what would be great for America. But has there been any sort of indication? Have you gotten sort of a bit of a green light? I assume from your discussions with him, you wouldn't do it if you didn't think he would be interested. Well, I, I'm not sharing uh, with you, you know, the conversations that I have with the president. I have a, a personal relationship with him, and I don't think that would be you know, if he decides to do this, he wants to do this. That would be something for him to decide but uh, you, and share with everyone. But you would be talking with him, obviously, first. And regardless, would you submit his name or do you think you'd have a conversation with him first? The name. Oh, no, no. I'm submitting the name. I'm submitting the name Donald J. Trump for Speaker of the House when we get back. You can you can put that one in the bank. Regardless of, of whatever his uh, initial reaction is. Well, I think, you know, he, he looks and he, he wants to serve this country. He wants to serve this country so bad. He's, and even with all the criticism this man has gone through with, with indictments and, and everything, he just, 
he has a servant's heart. He truly feels he has, I believe he has a servant's heart. And if he can move in and, and be the next Speaker of the House in Congress, I, I, don't know, I would strongly encourage him to do so. Do you believe he'd be apt to do it, just from your sense, uh, just overall? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just, I'm just trying to look at the, right now, a guy, a man that is proven, that has that leadership, has the credentials, took a lot of brokenness and fixed it. He fixed a lot of problems. I think that uh, he is the right guy that could, that could lead Congress and, and get us back on track. Do you believe also the individuals that were not in support of Kevin McCarthy and Kevin McCarthy, uh, you know, tonight seemed, you know, frustrated, obviously, with those who voted against him? Do you believe somebody like Donald Trump could corral sort of everybody that it could be a unified Republican Party? Well, I don't know. You would hope so. I mean, if there were Republicans that thought he isn't the right guy, I would want to. I would want them to tell me why he isn't the guy. I try to keep emotion out of a lot of my arguments, and I try to look at the results, his policies, and the results of his policies. And I'm telling you right now, what Donald J. Trump did in the four years of president of the United States was absolutely incredible. He just needed four more years. That's what he needed. But they rigged the election, so now he's going to come back as the 47th president. But in the meantime, why don't you come into the House of Representatives and and bring us together and and fix some of the issues that we have? Well, this is definitely going to be interesting. Uh, For sure, you say you will submit his name. um, And obviously, you'll probably talk with him in the next few days, too, as well. This is going to be a very interesting time. Uh, And just like you said, who knows, especially uh, in an interim position, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the former president has to say. Well, Congressman Troy Nels, really great to have you here on the show. Really interesting. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. Very interesting discussion. What are your thoughts, everybody? You just heard exclusively here on the Rita Cosby Show, Congressman Troy Nels saying that he will submit former President Donald Trump's name as Speaker of the House. And that he would put him as basically putting him as an interim speaker to kind of shake things up. Certainly Trump knows how to do that. And then afterwards, obviously, he's hoping that he would still become president in January of 2025. Of course, the election, November 2024. What are your thoughts about that? Donald Trump being put in. And nominated, potentially, you can hear it. He says, for sure, take it to the bank. He will be submitting his name when the names get submitted, likely Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Line three. Mike, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. Uh, well, I'll tell you, it's... <laughs> You know, never before has it been done when they voted out Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, <clears throat> and Donald Trump, you, you said it best, you know, as the interim speaker, that would be wild. Shake things up. If somebody's going to shake things up and, and get to the point every day, it's Donald Trump. This, this, this political arena that we have now it's turning into a, a wild circus atmosphere. It really has, you know. 
Well, and the one thing that would be interesting with Trump, I mean, first off, obviously, he's a little busy. Obviously, the Democrats have been busy with a lot of the uh, the legal cases and everything else. But he certainly would mix things up. He would certainly be unorthodox as a choice. And remember, uh, this individual, uh, could, it doesn't have to be somebody in Congress. They could come from outside. These eight members of Congress who seem to obviously have issues with Kevin McCarthy, uh, I would imagine those eight would be happy with Trump. I don't know, um, you know, if if there'd be a consensus. I don't know if any candidate would get a consensus within the GOP, but it certainly would be an interesting choice. And a boy at a time where there have been so many twists and turns on Capitol Hill and with the White House and everything else, uh, who knows? Yeah, you just never know. Um, Mike, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Pete. Line six, Pete, your thoughts. Boy, would this be amazing and incredible and, and a wild, wild, uh, an additional twist. Rita, I've been balking about this on the radio for years. And uh, like Mike said, uh, 100%. I mean, that would be a great thing for the country. And I'm sure everybody will embrace him because he knows what to do. He ran for four years. He straightened out this country. He brought it from down to up. And now this Biden brought it down. Now, this is the thing I said to you the other day. I said, how much damage could Biden do by the time Donald Trump gets elected again? And that's a lot. But if the president, Donald Trump, gets in as speaker of the House, he could stop all this. We got to stop. This is just we're drilling into the ground. I found migrants in the cemetery when I went today to my mom and dad's grave to tell them the great news about my wife with the cancer, that she's a remission. And they were in the cemetery. They were camping out. That's how bad things are getting. Really, really bad. And, you know, you bring up a great point because he would certainly focus on securing the border and he would certainly he knows uh, the system from the other direction. So he knows what the White House is doing. He can almost predict sort of what the next steps will be. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is this is a wild one, Pete. And uh, you never know. And also, Pete, how beautiful that your wife is doing well. I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, we're all so thrilled for you, Pete. And big hugs to you and your wife. Thanks so much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. You just heard it here on the Rita Cosby Show, an exclusive with Congressman Troy Nels, who says he will now nominate Donald J. Trump to be the next Speaker of the House. In a time where you can't rule anything out, it may happen. Who knows? 1-800-848-9222. What are your thoughts? Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Wow, it has certainly been an interesting night here on the Rita Cosby Show. Just having here Congressman Troy Nels of Texas joining us exclusively, saying that he will submit Donald J. Trump's name to be the next Speaker of the House, that he believes he's the guy who could come in now, shake things up, also get a consensus to be the Speaker of the House with the GOP, that all sides uh, on the Republican side would want him as the Speaker. Can you imagine what a nightmare he would be for the Democrats and for Joe Biden? Uh, That would certainly be something for the record books. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie, line eight. Eddie, your thoughts. Oh, Rita. God bless America. I land that I love. McDonald Trump, Speaker of the House, just from God up above. Rita, I was exhausted. I worked on my house all day. I was ready to just listen to your show and fall asleep. I feel like a 23-year-old. I want to do the T-to-T again. I gave you your uh, T-to-T, by the way. <laughs> I didn't see you in it, but I I can't. I am so excited. This is the best news, Rita, I have heard since Donald Trump was elected. Can you imagine him being Speaker of the House? Yeah, it, it would certainly be one for the record books. If somebody had said this to you, you know, like, you know, a couple years ago, you go, oh, no. But now there have been so many wild twists and turns. It's very unorthodox for somebody who's, you know, the former president to suddenly become Speaker of the House. But even as that's why I kept asking the congressman, I said, wait, 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 instead of and he said, no, he would do it for 16 months. This is also a member of Congress who's in close touch to the president. He wouldn't obviously share his personal discussions uh, with me that he's had with the president, which I certainly respect. But he's not just sort of popping it out of thin air. He's obviously had discussions with the president of some sort. So this is really uh, this could be uh, this could be history in the making, Eddie. And you may have heard it here live on the Rita Cosby show. Eddie, thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Avi, line seven. Avi, your thoughts about this? Hey, good evening. Great, great interview with the congressman. And I was particularly impressed and happy to hear him just say a, one one thing that most congressmen don't have the guts to say, and most of them truly believe, obviously, you know, if they have logic and reason, and that's that the election was rigged. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. You didn't respond directly to that. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, when I was talking to him, I was so focused on everything with Donald Trump and the fact that he is submitting the name there. Uh, I think that this is definitely the highlight tonight to see who might be the next speaker and it might be the former president and maybe the future president. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, coming from New York, New York, is the spokesperson with the National Police Association. She's also a retired Chicago area police officer, one of the great 
police experts out there. I always love having her on my shows. And joining us now is Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith. Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith, so great to have you on. And I know that you are in New York City uh, because you have these mobile billboards, which I absolutely love, spotlighting police, uh, basically a thank a cop static billboard, if you will, uh, talking about them being heroes. Describe what you're doing and why it is so important right now. Well, Rita, thanks so much for having me. We are so excited about this because, you know, we started our billboard program with static billboards around the country that just said simply, thank a cop. And they were so popular that what we decided to do was engage mobile billboards and we are taking them around the country now and and i want people to look for them because they're so great they say fathers mothers neighbors heroes and what we're trying to do is tell people that you know what cops cops are everybody you know we're your neighbors next door and the people that you go to church with and the other parents at your kids school and things like that. But we're also the people that, you know, if we if we have to, we'll lay down our line for uh, our lives for you. And so what we are doing is we're taking these mobile billboards, Rita, to everywhere. There's a George Soros prosecutor. And of course, nowhere is that more important than in Manhattan, because there is so much happening uh, in Manhattan where the cops are just frankly getting abused what's been the reaction i love that you're doing this you know how much we support one of my my favorite segment that i do every night on my radio show here betsy i do a back the blue segment because i think it's so important to support our great men and women in blue their families everybody uh that rallies behind our great it is so tough i think to be a cop these days what's been the reaction from people in the community when they see the mobile billboard And, and tell everybody what does it say Everyone loves them. So far, we've been to Chicago, New Orleans, Austin, Texas, and now we're in Manhattan. People are posing for pictures with them. I just posted on my personal Facebook page all the pictures that were taken in Chicago, my native Chicago, with the beautiful background of the city. And people absolutely love them. And the message of the billboard is that cops are heroes but they're also just regular people. And it, and it says fathers, mothers, neighbors, and heroes. And I love that because, you know, I am in a police family. I was a cop. My husband was a cop. And, uh, and, and we just love the message of this. And people are seeing them. They're taking pictures. And we ask people, if you see our billboard, get a picture of it. And if you can, get a picture with it. And post it on social media with the hashtag heroes. Take a picture with the hashtag heroes. This is helping recruit people to the profession. It's telling the cops in the neighborhoods that we support them. But you know what? It's also telling the community that we, the National Police Association, and we, the American law enforcement officer, support the people who support us. Because as we keep saying, in polling, year after year after year, you and I have talked about this, most people like cops. Most people support them. Most people want us in their neighborhoods. Most people don't want us defunded. So this is just a a big, mobile way 
to say thank you both to the cops and the community that supports us. I love this. And everybody, we are talking to the spokesperson for the National Police Association, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith, one of the great, great uh, police and security experts out there in the country. Betsy, I also want to ask you how difficult it is right now to be a police officer uh, and why it's even more important that we have more. You talked about the issue of recruitment. I think it is such an incredibly noble and courageous profession. But as you know, there's a trouble getting police around the country recruitment because they do feel vilified or they feel they're not paid enough. They feel that uh, some politicians, as you mentioned, don't have their back. But yet crime is skyrocketing across this country. We just had a member of Congress uh, last night who was attacked right near Capitol Hill. Congressman Henry Cuellar, he was carjacked, three armed guys. Uh, this is a very pervasive problem across the country. Why is it even more important than ever that we have police back because they have our back. We have at least a 40% recruiting deficit in this country when it comes to police officers. And nine out of every 10 police departments in this nation is short-staffed. Again, let's look at New York, where our billboard is now. There is so many frustrating things that are happening to the law enforcement officers there. And that's why, for example, the NYPD is going to be below 9,000 police officers for the first time in decades. You know, we had an NYPD cop who emigrated here from Sierra Leone, Africa, who made detective in 10 years. He got ridiculously prosecuted because of something he did during the George Floyd riots in 2020. He was trying to transport a couple of prisoners. He tried to drive through an angry mob. He said, I thought I was going to die. He drove through the mob slowly, but he is being disciplined for that. And it's absolutely insane. And of course, the city of New York paid out uh, $10,000 per protester for the Black Lives Matter protesters that got arrested. The counterterrorism unit is about to be slashed by 75%. And, of course, Alvin Bragg, your Soros-installed DA there, is constantly attacking law enforcement rather than trying to attack crime. And, Betsy, we have listeners all over the country. How can they find out where the mobile billboard is so they can get a shot and put it up and do hashtag heroes? Go to our website, nationalpolice.org, nationalpolice.org. You can follow us on Facebook, and our Twitter Twitter handle is at Nat Police Asos, and we post where the billboard's going to be every single week. So if you got a Soros-installed prosecutor, you're probably going to see our billboard. Well, bravo to you for what you are doing. We love you, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith of the National Police Association. And, of course, we always love our men and women in blue. Thank you for joining us today on our Great Back the Blue segment, Sergeant. Thanks for having me, Rita. You too, my friend. How beautiful. Thanks so much. And everybody, we, of course, today are talking also about the big news on Capitol Hill Huge details, of course, in the last hours, we are hearing that Kevin McCarthy, who was ousted as speaker, will not run again. Everybody was thinking he might submit his name in again, and he decided he would not. 
after this blistering vote that happened on the House floor. Take a listen. This is as the vote was coming in. On this vote, the yeas are 216. The nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. What a stunning move. The first time in U.S. history. And then you just heard from Congressman Troy Nels that the name he will submit as the new Speaker of the House, because now it's open game, is former President Donald Trump. What's your reaction to that? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Tom, line three. Your thoughts, Tom? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm 100% for Donald Trump. He has my vote. This is a miracle that this country needed right now. It's coming true. And uh, he will Give the Democrats the fear of God. I really believe it. It is a miracle that we need. Yeah, can you imagine, by the way, their reaction on the other end? They would be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're going to say, oh, my God is right. They're going to say it. If he he gets, uh, he will, I believe, because it is only a miracle that this could be done. And this... uh, Troy Gaines? Yeah, Troy Nels, Troy Nels, Congressman. He's from Texas, by the way. I heard him talking with you. He, I believe, is going to do all he can, everything, to get Trump in there. And that's, of course, Trump's decision. But I believe Trump is looking for that fight. And now he has the opportunity to do it. And he has the platform to speak to the Americans, us, American citizens, more than ever before, until the election comes that he will be the 47th president of the United States. Now, I also came up with a slogan for Trump in for when he runs for presidency. And it goes like this. There could be only one Trump 2025. Now, if you add 2025 together, that comes to 45. Am I right? Well, Tom, you definitely know how to do your math. I'll give you that, my friend. Certainly uh, interesting stuff. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks so much. Let's go to Tony. Uh, Line four. Tony, your reaction with Troy Nels uh, just broke on this show. Well, it's interesting, Rita, because how are you tonight, by the way? I'm sure you're you're going on 100 miles an hour. Am I correct? No, I'm going on 110. But thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rita, you know, I've always thought the world of Troy Nels. I have been quoting him different times and different nights because he seems to be someone who is in touch. So when I heard this news, I recognized it for, from where it came. I do want to say this is this is a good idea because. Here's here's what I see from history. It's not like this has never happened before. Maybe not exactly, but I've seen presidents, uh, uh, Ulysses Grant, Teddy Roosevelt, who, when they were thinking about another term, they segued into other things, not necessarily speaker, and they tried for runs and they didn't make it. I'm going through my history. So to me, 
this country was based on even the founding fathers, everyone doing what they could do best. And I see President Trump being good in this position, even though I will miss calling Speaker McCarthy, who I drove crazy every day. But I see President Trump good in this position because of his ability to leverage financial matters and then use those matters to push through different bills and things that have been getting held up. That's the budget power. And, and I by, by the way, that's... I see him being the nightmare, too. Can you imagine the Democrats? Because he knows all the tricks. Um, he, yeah. It's never happened before, but then a lot of no. uh, never happened before. Look what just happened today has never happened before either. Yes, I think, you know, I don't want to say too much on the live air, but you and I know there's a lot of skills he brings to the table. And I think America wants it. You know, I think our Congress, if they went to their constituents, they would just see the support that's being rallied around him. So I do wish Speaker McCarthy all the best. And I hope this this comes forward. I think it's a good thing for our country, Rita. Yeah, let's see where it goes. Tony, thank you <laughs> very, very much. Let's go to Sandra, line three. What do you think of Troy Nell's announcing here that he is going to submit oh. Trump as the Speaker of the House as a name in the nomination? Dan- I'm dancing around my living room. But Rita, so far, I only heard this on your show. I hope this becomes a reality as I see it. This will give him time to make up for the time he should have been in the White House to do all the cleanup work. And then when he becomes president, it's going to be such easy sailing for him. I think God wants him in that White House where he belongs. And I really pray that this becomes a reality. Oh, my God, that would be I can't tell you how happy I would be. Well, Troy Nell says for sure the reality is that he's going to submit it. He said here, you heard on the show, he said you can take it to the bank. Uh, He's also someone who's close to the president, so he's not sort of making it up out of whole cloth. But but who knows? You know, you never know. This this has been like such an unbelievable (laughs) saga. You just never know these days. But... Uh, it could happen. It could it could absolutely okay. happen. And he okay. for sure is submitting the name, whether Trump <laughs> intends to do it or whether it happens. But yeah, what what makes it interesting is these people, the eight who were not fans of McCarthy, most of them, not all of them, because, you know, it's a divided Republican Congress. But most of them uh, have been big supporters of President Trump. And a number of obviously, you know, a number of the others are, too. And maybe if it becomes sort of an interim deal, who knows? I mean, anything could happen. Uh, Anything could happen. Sandra, thank you so much. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, as we just had this big exclusive with Congressman Troy Nels saying he is going to nominate Donald Trump next week for Speaker of the House. Uh, And at this moment now, there is no speaker. There's a temporary one. It's Patrick McHenry, but he's just like a a placeholder. They had to put somebody in there. There's no business in the House. They are taking a break. They're all going to sort of submit different names and rally different names, put different folks in. And then next Tuesday, apparently, they will sort of have a kumbaya and discuss it. And then they will present and probably go for a vote either Tuesday, likely Wednesday. This could be interesting, and it may end up being the former president of the United States and maybe the next president because he's leading on the GOP side. But can you imagine 
uh, Donald Trump uh, is going to be the speaker. If that were to be the case, President Biden, uh, if he doesn't look aged now, he's going to age about 20 years if he ever heard that news. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. The Rita Cosby Show. And we will also continue your calls in the next hour with this enormous breaking news night. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is no longer House Speaker after members of the Republican Party said they were unhappy with him. Uh, it was just a handful of them. And House Speaker Kevin McCarthy came out swinging in a press conference. We're going to talk about that. And also, President Donald Trump was back in court today. And a judge is now trying to do a limited gag order on him, saying that it has to be in place because of comments that he made about the clerk in the case. Are they trying to lock up Donald Trump? All of this happens as we are now getting word from Congressman Troy Nels, who was just on the show, saying that he will submit President Donald J. Trump to be the next Speaker of the House. And the Speaker does not have to be a member of Congress. This is maybe a moment. A lot of people were saying, oh, Trump before, but now it's actually open. It's free. So uh, who knows? In the time I've been covering politics a long time, guys, there have been so many unusual firsts and twists and turns. I wouldn't count anything out. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ed in Virginia. Line three, Ed, your thoughts. Yeah, um, I believe Trump would be an excellent speaker. Uh, 15, 16 months in the speakership. And then he can run for president and be elected to that. And really get some stuff done. Yeah, he certainly can. I mean, he it's it's technically he is allowed to do it. Um, and boy, would he certainly shake things up. Let's go to Susan, line four. Susan, what do you think of what Troy Nell said? Listen, um, I just want to just back up a second because the debt ceiling deal that McCarthy um, folded to no one's talking about that. That is why we have a two trillion. They spent one trillion dollars in ninety days. He was supposed to do a two-year deal. He did. He he did not 
go through on the uh, what the uh, the uh, house. So what is your what? But Susan, is your point then that you think um, that what you're commending the others? You know, the problem is the problem is Susan is also that it just the whole party looks so sort of you know all over the place right now. But but I also think that voters have a very short memory. I think the Democrats will try to capitalize on it now and say, look how chaotic they can't figure it out. Uh, the Democrats on the Democratic side, they have folks who certainly don't agree with many of the others. You know, there's 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 folks that are sort of on the outside uh, that but they always always seem to vote together in lockstep. Um, and and I understand what you're saying, because I do think the issue of overspending I think securing the border. These are, I think there's a lot of the points are very noble points. I, I agree with you, uh, that we, you know, we're, we are so overspending. And so I think the issues are really important and I think they need to be brought up. That's why I think whatever's going on now needs to be resolved quickly. So for the good of the country, people can move forward and, and try to, uh, cut some spending. That's for sure because you wouldn't be allowed to do this in your own household. Why should it be able to happen in the people's house? Uh, real quick, Pat, line three, your thoughts real quick, Pat. Yes, so one door closes and another door opens. The best news I've heard ever. What about Trump? Is that what you're saying? That's right, Trump. Oh. They'll, they'll get him in there and he'll get things stirred up and stirred in the right direction. Well, he certainly would shake things up. Uh, again, Troy Nail's telling us exclusively on the show he is going to submit the name. We'll continue with your calls. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Busy news night here on the Rita Cosby Show. President Trump, who you just heard from Congressman Troy Nels exclusively on this show, saying that he is submitting the former president's name for Speaker of the House, given this new news that has just happened. As we know, there is no Speaker of the House right now. Uh, Basically, the House will not be in session until now next Tuesday. Lots of chaos today. As the House voted to remove Kevin McCarthy, uh, that was his own party doing it, just a handful of members. And now they will look to other options. There's a number of names out there. There's Steve Scalise is out there. Um, there is Tom Emmer. That's another name that a number of people have put out there. A few others are in the hopper. And then, as you just heard exclusively here on the show, Troy Nels, the congressman from Texas, saying that he will formally submit Donald J. Trump as the next Speaker of the House to be nominated. He said he's talked to a couple other people in his party already. It's only been, remember, a few hours since all of this has gone down, and a number of them are receptive to it. He also plans to continue his conversations. He's very close to the president. So let's see where that goes. What do you think of that? 
1-800-848-9222. Now, this also comes as President Trump today got slapped with a temporary, I should say a partial, basically, uh, basically a, a partial gag order, if you will. And the partial gag order came after President Trump put up a picture on his Twitter feed of the clerk of the court in New York City. You can't make this up. And alluded that the clerk was basically the girlfriend of Chuck Schumer. It's a picture of the clerk of the judge in the New York real estate civil fraud trial and suggested that she is the girlfriend of Chuck Schumer because she's laughing and mucking it up with Chuck Schumer in this picture. And they look like they're, they're friends and they may have seen each other at an event. I don't know if they're friends or not. I don't know anything about it, but the judge didn't like it. And so the judge immediately said, okay, there is now going to be a partial gag order that if there are any repercussions to it, it could actually be maybe a sanction. Or if you violate it again, you could even face jail time. Can you imagine this? And so President Trump did take it down. He said, I'm ordering you to take down that tweet, you know, showing the picture of the clerk with Chuck Schumer. I'm thinking of all the things that President Trump has said over the last few years that a picture with Chuck Schumer, with this clerk suggesting it's a girlfriend, uh, that's sort of the least of it compared to a lot of the comments that are out there tonight. I mean, that to me is really basically a, uh, you know, that's a mild comment from President Trump. But the question is, are they trying to muzzle him every which way but loose? Are they trying to literally cut him off on the knees from a business perspective? But are they also trying to cut him off in every different shape or form for also making any comments, because that was a fairly innocuous comment. And is this a precursor that they're hoping that maybe on the Democratic side, they're hoping that maybe some of these other judges will also do a gag order? The judge in D.C. kind of indicated that she was open to some sort of a gag order. Are they all going to try to put a gag order on them and say you can't talk about the case? You can't talk about anybody related to the case? That's a very subjective platform. And to me, this is very much over the top. Um, Earlier today, I also talked with also Professor Alan Dershowitz. He was on with Katz and Cosby, on with me and the great John Katz and Matides. And he also said that he thought that was ridiculous. I want to play that quote because this is cut 37. And this is actually where Professor Alan Dershowitz, I asked him, I said, what do you make of this judge? This is the one in New York imposing this partial gag order or something like that. Are they just trying to shut Trump up because they can't believe every time he gets indicted or every time something else happens, he goes up in the polls. And now he might even be, who knows, he might be the next Speaker of the House, which is, again, their worst nightmare. They'll probably indict him 10 times just for Troy Nels, just suggesting it. It's like anytime there's anything that looks positive to Trump, it's like another indictment, another indictment. Keep it coming. Well, here is Professor Alan Dershowitz reacting to news that the judge is putting this gag order on Trump. This judge is a cowboy, and uh, he does not seem to care very much about not only uh, the appearance of justice, but the reality of justice. So 
you know, he's going to be very, very tough on Trump and then there'll be appeals and and we'll see what happens. The results in this case is a foregone conclusion. How sad is that? The result is a foregone conclusion because the judge has already issued a summary judgment in this case. So what are your thoughts, everybody, of where this is headed? And also, in this case, they are trying to cut him off at the business avenues. And the, and what are they doing? They're doing, there is no victim. There's nobody who complained. And yet somehow they've decided to go after President Trump. Because guess what? The last name is Trump. So here is what Trump said today. Uh, and he said, you know what? I'm not shutting up. I'm going to go after the judge and I'm going to go after the D.A. Letitia James, the attorney general of New York. Take a listen. But he's been given false information, misleading information and corrupt information by a very corrupt and incompetent attorney general, Letitia James. This woman is grossly incompetent. She ran on the basis, I will get Trump without knowing anything about me. So he's been given this information. It's now been proven to be false, such as Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, being worth $18 million, when in fact it's much closer to $1.5 billion. And I appreciate very much the officials of Palm Beach calling yesterday and writing and saying that she was very wrong. That's not the way you value the property. But Letitia James, the attorney general, is also firing back. And you could tell she is out to get Trump. She campaigned on it, and she is quite gleeful today. Take a listen to what she had to say. Today was the second day of our trial against Donald Trump and the Trump Organization. The judge first confirmed that Mr. Trump incorrectly interpreted his comments related to the statute of limitations, as we mentioned yesterday. And our case continues. We resume questioning of our first witness, a former partner at Mazars, a firm that compiled Mr. Trump's financial statements for years. Mazars compiled the financial information that Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization provided and swore was true. The defendants cannot blame their repeated and persistent fraud on their accounting firm because it is the defendants and the defendants alone who provided the numbers, the data, and the false valuations. And as the judge ruled last week, we have proven that Mr. Trump and the other defendants committed fraud. I am confident in the case we are presenting, and I know that justice will prevail. Because no matter how many properties one may own, no matter how much money one may think they have, everyone, everyone is equal under the law. So is it possible that President Donald Trump could indeed become the Speaker of the House. It is possible. There's nothing prohibitive in the Constitution. It doesn't say that you have to be a member of Congress. By the way, also some other news just coming in from our great newsman, Bob Brown, uh, talking about, because there is an interim speaker, it's basically a placeholder, and it's North Carolina Republican Congressman Patrick McHenry. And his first order of business uh, it's a logistical one because he can't really do too much business until they actually nominate and check and actually vote in a new uh, Speaker of the House. Now that Kevin McCarthy is no longer the Speaker as of a few hours ago, well, this uh, new uh, acting Speaker, if you will, his first issue was to order Speaker 
Nancy Pelosi, the former speaker, remember to vacate her Capitol Hill office. Apparently, she has kept a very coveted space, uh, and it's in a Capitol sort of hideaway office that's in a very kind of coveted location. And he says she's got to move away from that one because that is for speaker office use, and she should no longer have it. That after she was removed as speaker, of course, when the Republicans took over Congress, she should have moved out of that coveted location and given it to the new speaker. And he's saying, guess what? You got to move. She's saying this is a departure from tradition. She's also in California for Dianne Feinstein's memorial service and is very upset that she is being kicked out of this coveted office space. But maybe this is a message of the new Republicans uh, taking control. We'll see where all of this goes, guys. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joaquin, line three. Joaquin, your thoughts about all this. What a news night. Hi. Yes, Rita, how are you doing? You know, the thing of it, one thing that does bother me, every time it's reported on, they say that these eight Republicans sided with the Democrats to get rid of McCarthy. But the reality is, is that they did it for, for the right reasons. When McCarthy became speaker, he said that he was not going to, you know, he's going to try and defund some of these, these Democrat policies like the IRS agents. And he never followed through on any of it. And I realized he was caught in a tough spot, you know. But the other thing, too, is that, yes, I'm as a matter of fact, you know, I bet your head stand might might explode. Maybe he needs to roll a duct tape, you know, to wrap his head up good. But anyway, it would be great if Donald Trump did become the speaker. But. I do have my doubts because I believe that there are too many Ronald Republicans that are anti-MAGA and anti-Trump that just aren't going to support him. You know what? That That's a, that's the point. I was thinking of that, too. Um, I just don't know if there's anybody out there who would satisfy the, you know, the uh, Republican Party, because anybody that they probably put forward, you know, the Democrats are not going to vote for it. And they right. only have, uh, you know, that five vote margin. That's literally it. That's why everybody, you got to get out and vote because this is a perfect example of when things are so narrow. Uh, no single party really has the potential to really push things forward. And if you have uh, a group that doesn't agree with certain things, even if some of the intentions, as you're suggesting, are noble, you know, some, you know, I think cutting a budget, cutting spending. I mean, we have a $33 trillion debt. It's about to be $36 trillion very soon. I mean, these are serious issues, closing the border. Um, I think, as you point out, there's a lot of noble issues here. The key is you got to figure out a way to work together, because if you're so disjointed, then nothing gets accomplished. But they, they should have done whatever these issues were. A lot of these things should have been done in private. They should have found a way to be successful. It is hard uh, when you've got, you know, the Republicans have the House. Of course, the Democrats have the Senate. The Democrats have the White House. So it's it's a very hard time to push anything through when you're still the minority party uh, predominantly and at least, you know, the other two, you know. Uh, so that's the but they have to figure out a way to make it work to be effective, most importantly, for the American people and do things that are vitally important. Like you said, I mean, uh, cutting spending across the board that I mean, it is out of control and I don't see any end in sight with Joe Biden. And people are disenchanted. That's the other thing, too, Joaquin. You don't want there's a lot of things that were were coming down the pike in terms of the focus on the border. You started I started to see 
other media organizations, and I'm talking like CNN and MSNBC, that were never covering the border. They just sort of started to in the last, it seemed like, week or two. Like suddenly they woke up from a coma and decided to cover it. It's a huge issue. We've had historic highs in terms of crossings at our border. And I'm happy to see that. So you don't want to lose momentum of these issues that matter so greatly to the American public, including what's happening with the economy. It looks like we may have some more interest rate hikes. The Dow plummeted today. I mean, there there are some really serious issues. So you don't want the internal fighting to also be a distraction. So you got to figure there's got to be a way that the Republicans figure out a balance so they can be effective. I think a lot of the things that they're fighting for, just as you're saying, are very noble, important issues that need to be confronted for the American public. The American public wants them confronted, but they also would like to see a unified party somehow take some action. That's why they voted people in. You vote people in to be effective, not to be bickering, especially publicly, too. So they got to figure out a way uh, to be effective and resolve their differences for the good of the American public and push policies that are positive for the American public and push things that make us secure. Because, boy, what the Democrats are doing to our border is nothing short of a catastrophe. 1-800-848-9222. And we're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. talking about President Trump tonight, uh, making a lot of headlines because Congressman Troy Nels was just on the show saying that he is going to submit the former president of the United States as the next speaker of the House. You have to submit names. And of course, everybody would vote on it. He would have to get a majority of the vote. It would have to be coalesced amongst others. What do you think? Do you think Donald Trump would want to do that? Just do it for maybe 15, 16 months, uh, hoping that he would obviously be back at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And in the meantime, he's also fighting all these legal cases, too. So let's see. He's running for president. (laughs) He's got all these legal cases that are in New York, also in D.C. He's also got the one in Florida. Let's not forget Georgia. Uh, He's also campaigning all over the country. And now they are submitting his name as a potential speaker of the House. Uh, boy, life is not boring for Donald Trump and especially any attorneys working with him, too, who are certainly busy during all of this. Well, Trump today had day two of his civil fraud trial in New York, and he came out swinging. Uh, he said this case is bogus. Take a listen. We've just recently sold two properties for many times what they were worth, many times what they were worth in the financial statements. And the statements are actually much lower than the actual net worth. She knows that, but she's fraudulent. Because of the fraudulent numbers she's given, many of which, Mar-a-Lago is just one example. We have other examples that are almost as good, in some cases might even be better. This case should be dismissed. This is not a case. And... She should probably be dismissed also because she's terrible and grossly incompetent, as I've said. But at a minimum, she should start looking for the murderers and the criminals, the violent criminals all over New York, do something about 
all of the illegal migrants pouring into our city and state. And yeah, there certainly are a lot of problems. And former assistant U.S. attorney Andy McCarthy said that this case in particular just seems so over the top against President Trump. It shows what a threat he is to the Democratic Party. Imagine what a threat he'd be if he was the temporary Speaker of the House as he's, again, running also for president. But Andy McCarthy said what it shows is that almost anybody who's doing business in New York should be worried because they're going after him saying, well, he inflated the price of his real estate. You can get so many different prices for real estate. And Andy McCarthy said this is particularly troubling for any business person in New York and beyond. You know, the Democrats uh, ought to be careful about this world that they want to live in, and particularly progressive Democrats. You know, they want a lot of public programs and a lot of things that you need um, thriving business in order to support the kind of uh, uh, welfare state that they want. I don't know who the hell wants to do business in New York if this is what it's going to be. What they're demonstrating is if they can do this to Trump, they can do it to anybody. And that is a very scary premise. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry. Line three. Larry, your thoughts about all this? First of all, Letitia James is beyond stupid. Beyond stupid. I heard a quote from her when she was running for attorney general. She said, I could imagine myself coming in every day, suing him and going home. Now, that quote in and of itself, when this reaches a high court, that quote in itself is going to deem her an overzealous prosecutor targeting Trump, and the whole thing is going to be thrown out. This is an exercise in futility, and she is a very, very stupid woman. Now, the judge is an unstable character. This dude has been married three times. Apparently, he can't get along with people, and he describes himself. He's been a member of the Civil Liberties Union, American Civil Liberties Union, since 1994. And he describes himself as a free speech absolutist. Now, we heard Alan Dershowitz say that his gag order on Trump violates the First Amendment. So how could he be a free speech absolutist and put this gag on it? He's a certified nut, this judge. You know, that's an interesting point. You can't be a free speech absolutist and seem to be jumping the gun, especially, Larry, as we're talking about it's over the social media post about the clerk. I mean, that is minor. That's child's play compared to a lot of the stuff he said. Uh, And I didn't like the judge smirking in court, smiling, gleeful. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the show, where we get to honor our great military and their families. A really powerful story coming from Hazard, Kentucky, where Kentucky's oldest World War II naval veteran, his name is Oakley Hacker, turned, get this, 107 on Monday. Wow, wow, wow. During a beautiful celebration honoring him, the Senate president there in Kentucky said, it's a privilege to meet a member of the greatest generation and celebrate his unique contributions to this country and the world. It warms my heart to honor someone who faithfully served 
in one of our nation's bloodiest wars, returned to our beautiful Commonwealth and continued making contributions to the community while he raised his family. By the way, veteran Oakley provided critical gunnery support during D-Day, June 6, 1944, when more than 150,000 Allied troops landed on the beaches of Normandy, France, as part of the largest seaborne invasion in history. Uh, The veteran said that he was so proud to serve this country. And he said he was honored to be a part of so many brave men and women who are part of the war effort. And he said, even though war is a terrible experience, no matter what side you're on, I felt I had a duty to defend this great country and my family. And he said he would do it all over again. What a powerful story and happy birthday. I can't believe this to World War II veteran there in Hazard, Kentucky, Oakley Hacker, who turned 107 on Monday of this week. And you know how much I love our members of the greatest generation. Well, we're talking about uh, this big news, big news that we're breaking here on the Rita Cosby Show, that Congressman Troy Nels, Republican of Texas, says that he will officially nominate former President Donald Trump to be the next Speaker of the House now that the position is available after Kevin McCarthy was ousted. And Troy Nels says that President Donald Trump would be the right person right now to bring the Republican Party together. He would certainly be able to get most of those eight others who voted against McCarthy, not all of them, but he could get some of them and probably get a lot of the rest of the Republican Party that's in the House, all those different Congress members. He believes he could organize them. He would uh, be able to legislate. He also believes that he would be able to shake things up. And he says that that is very, very important right now, that clearly Congress is in chaos. Things are a mess in Washington. I think everybody across the board agrees that. And he believes that having somebody like Donald Trump, who's known as someone who's not traditional, uh, who certainly knows how Congress works and certainly knows what's going on at the White House, It could be a very interesting moment in American history. And I say, you never know. I don't know if Donald Trump would want it. He is obviously a little busy. He's got so many of these court cases. He's obviously dealing with the presidential campaign. He's got so much going on. He's, of course, the leading person on the GOP side. But this is a very untraditional time in American history. This is a time where we have seen so many twists and turns. So who knows where this goes? And Congressman Troy Nels says you can take it to the bank. That's what he told me. He said he is definitely going to nominate him. And he hopes that Donald Trump becomes an ex-speaker of the House because he's the only one who can turn this ship around. And he is the only one he believes because he would be just interim. He's hoping, of course, that he would be the next occupant at the Oval Office So he would only be there about 16 months, enough time to shake things up. And then the next ground is laid for the person who would stay there much longer as Speaker of the House. Indeed, especially if he gets a chance to go back to the White House. 
Uh, it's definitely a new twist. It's definitely a new turn. Uh, but there have been so many surprises that we have seen of late coming from Washington. Don't count it out. You just never know, especially when it comes to President Donald Trump. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al, line six. Al, what do you think? Hi, Rita. You know, Rita, uh, it was an honor for the the former president to be considered from the uh, congressman from Texas. But uh, the president uh, to be the speaker uh, would be a step down. It's third in the line of succession. It's a very prestigious, powerful position, but uh, it's important that we get the former president uh, back to the presidency in 2024. So you think what it would be a distraction? Is that what you believe, you know, that it's that it would take him away and it would diminish his position? Or do you think maybe that he goes down in history as being president, speaker, president? Can you imagine uh, if, if that scenario ever occurred? I know that would be something. Yeah, you know, I just think he's got so much coming up with the different primaries, and he's just got to stay focused uh, for, the, you know, the big prize, uh, Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Interesting points, because that is going to be, he's going to be very busy. And he's also dealing with all these court cases that are getting thrown at him left and right, too. So he's got a lot uh, in that regard, too. Let's go to Alex, line three. Alex, what do you think? Uh, is it realistic, or you just heard what Al said? He thinks that uh, it would be a step down. Yeah, hey, Rita, I think that Abraham Lincoln stands a bigger chance of being uh, the Speaker of the House for the next 16 months than President Trump, and even though he's dead, because, you know, if if they couldn't get Jim Jordan in the past, right, when Matt Gaetz was voting against Kevin McCarthy, and they couldn't get a more moderate Republican uh, that they like better than Kevin McCarthy, they're not going to get Trump, and, and I think this, this – it's, it's fun talk, but this entire thing of ousting Kevin McCarthy was is so stupid – Nothing is being accomplished. They don't have the votes. We're not going to get a better Speaker of the House than Kevin McCarthy. And this is going to be a distraction for the next few weeks or months or I don't know how long. And and Republicans don't need a distraction. We're on the right side of the issues. The left, the media, they're going to talk about this, and they're not going to have to think and focus on the real issues facing the American people. And so I liked what Matt Gaetz did months ago when he forced Kevin McCarthy to sign a deal and commit to stuff because, you know, that was good. But But now ousting him. It's not accomplishing anything, and what Kevin, what Matt Gates should be focusing on instead of getting rid of Kevin McCarthy, he should be focusing on, look, Kevin McCarthy did not follow through with his promises. He didn't follow through with the commitments, and look at all the rhinos and focus on the primary that's coming up to oust all of the Republican rhinos in the House and, and have them lose their primaries so that we can actually get a MAGA speaker of the House with the votes. We don't have the votes now, so it was all – I don't see in any way that you could say that we accomplish anything with this of uh, ousting Kevin McCarthy. Well, that's why, uh, you know, it's important, as you said, that we hurry up that, you know, everybody gets right to the people's business because there is so many serious issues out there, Alex, um, you know, uh, border, economy, crime. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so it is such an important time, I think, to get things done for the American people. And I think it's it's pivotal. And and also, by the way, while all this stuff is going on, also investigations are not happening. And I'm talking about the impeachment inquiry hearing. Remember, that just started into Joe Biden. James Comer, I heard him tonight saying that he will indeed 
uh, go for um, still making, you know, phone calls. He'll still be following up on emails that he's still going to be questioning people. But some of the things will be limited because technically the House is not really, really in session. And until they have a speaker, they can't move forward with a lot of big things. So a lot of stuff is sort of put on hold, if you will, temporarily. And you don't want it to be a distraction from some things, as we're talking about, that are huge issues. I think all of these things and the things you just brought up, Alex, uh, so eloquently are big, big issues. And in fact, uh, speaking of all the investigations, a couple hours ago, Hunter Biden was in court. Uh, he was there for the three gun charges. Remember, it's the lying on the form, uh, saying that he's never had, you know, hasn't had a drug addiction. He's not an addict at that time. Uh, and also, uh, having the gun that was, you know, in 2018. So here is Miranda Devine, who broke the Hunter Biden story, saying that this was a really big day that Hunter was actually there in the courtroom. Take a listen first step of some sort of accountability after the extraordinarily uh, malign conduct of the DOJ in that Delaware investigation over the past five years as exposed by the two heroic IRS whistleblowers. And also at the White House today, you could tell uh, they are also very concerned about what they can say and what they can't say. Corinne Jean-Pierre is like scared of her own shadow. Uh, We all know that. That's the White House press secretary. And so she was asked about Hunter Biden and listen to this exchange today at the White House press briefing. So here's what I'll say about that. And I've said this many times. You've heard it from the president. The president loves him, his son. He's going to continue to support him as he rebuilds his his life. Uh, not going to uh, speak to any private conversations that this president has with any member that is private. And just to remind you all, as you all know, you guys reported on this, this is an independent Department of Justice uh, investigation. It has been, uh, and which has been led by one of the prosecutors from the last administration. And so we're just not going to comment on the investigation specifically. They still are dodging and weaving. And if it were to be where Trump became the Speaker of the House, even temporarily, can you imagine the Biden family's reaction? Oh, boy. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jerry, line four. Jerry, your thoughts. Trump should absolutely take this position because it would be an election win for him. They would be electing him and he would be a winner. Well, and and you know what? You're right. Uh, That's an interesting point. Like you said, if they picked him, you're right. He would be chosen. It would be an election win and it would certainly be historic. Uh, He likes to do things that are unorthodox. I mean, most of the time I would say, no, 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 a former president wouldn't want to do it. But it is Trump, and you could see him maybe relishing that position of power, uh, coalescing people together, saying, hey, look, look what I did on Capitol Hill in this short period of time. Imagine if you put me in the White House. It would certainly give him, you know, visibility, too. Not that he needs it, because he certainly gets a lot of visibility already out there. Uh, but you're right. Uh, it could He could chalk it up to something like that. That's an interesting point. Let's go to Diane. Line one from Virginia. Diane, uh, what do you think of Trump? I love Trump. I supported him in 08. I wanted him to run. 
You did. So, so what, what do you think about him as speaker? Is that a step down, though? No. I think it's a great, great political move. Oh, you think it is. Because now, it's not a step down, you don't think, in, his, in your mind? No, because what this will do is when he ha- he's trying to, to run Congress now, and so anytime they try to indict him or bring him in on anything, they're going to have to put it on hold. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Thank you very much. Let's go to Stan. Uh, line eight, Stan, your thoughts. The freak show that is the Republican Party, I loved it today. I just thought Mr. Gates was pretty good. I didn't agree with 90 percent. Some of the things I agreed with him on, like shorter time to get bills done instead of waiting six weeks after vacation. Some of those points were logical. They take nine million vacations in this Congress. Get things done. Other than that, he's a freak with the rest of the Republicans. They show they cannot govern and they don't deserve to govern. And as far as Trump, he ain't going to be speaker. I mean, you know, you can live in your dream world of phoniness, but it's not going to happen. He's got enough problem. And the, the, the judge who put the gag order on, he should put it around his mouth. Oh, because- my God. Stan, boy, you are like on on fire tonight. Why Why do you have such distaste? Do you think, you think, first of all, I'll just get to your last point. You think it's appropriate for the judge in this case because Trump retweeted a picture uh, and suggested that uh, that this girl seemed very cozy with Senator Schumer that, you know, and, and it could be like, wait a minute, maybe this looks like it's a little politically driven. I think anybody looking at the case has a lot of questions as to why this case was brought against Trump. If the name wasn't Trump, they wouldn't have brought it. But Trump has said a lot of other things that were a lot more, you know, if you if you will, you know, uh, toxic or whatever. Uh, and yet this 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 is day two of the trial. And the judges, that, that is so over the top, Stan, that this judge is doing that. Even Dershowitz, who didn't vote for, or didn't vote for Trump, says he's not going to vote for Trump again. Uh, Andy McCarthy, who's not necessarily a Trump fan either. Both of them said this is so over the top from the judge that this is not appropriate. If you want to go over the top, Rita, every night, five days a week, you do a great show on the, on the military. Every night. I commend you. But where is your mouth when it comes to what John Kelly has just admitted to that Trump said over a couple of years ago about the military, about the dead in the grave, about the things that he said about the military? All right, Stan, you're going on a tangent. Stan, hang on. You're going on a tangent. Stan, you're going on a tangent. Hang on. By the way, I, I will actually be happy to answer you. If that is true, I don't like it. Um, but that's what John Kelly is saying. So I, I will tell you, I am here to be found. Uh, I'm unlike you. I'm happy to answer the questions, but I will tell you, I did not like if those comments were made. I don't believe they were made because I've seen Trump many times when the cameras weren't rolling and he is definitely someone who supports our military. There's no question in my mind, Stan. So I have a lot of, uh, a lot of reservation. That's a nice way to say about why that comment, uh, is, is being said now by John Kelly, who had a falling out, by the way, with the president. So, I mean, it's a he said, he said, uh, I don't believe that Donald Trump said that. I think uh, that would be very surprising for uh, you can, you know, he's got foibles. There's no question. But I don't think he would go around and blasting the military. He's extremely patriotic. 
And I have seen that firsthand, Stan. Something you haven't seen with President Trump, so you can't speak from experience, because I've actually seen President Trump talk about his patriotism, talk about how much he loves the military. And again, that's not when the cameras are rolling. It seems very genuine. Whether you believe it or not, Stan, that's a whole other matter. But I love you anyway, Stan. We'll continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, some sad news coming out of Baltimore, Maryland, where Baltimore police are encouraging people to avoid the area of Morgan State University, where multiple people have been shot tonight. The story just breaking that Baltimore police and federal agents are on the campus after shots were fired just about two hours or so ago, striking multiple people near a campus residential building and the home of the institution's fine arts department. It's not yet known how many have been shot, but they do say multiple people have been shot. Also, the shooting comes amid the historically black institution's homecoming week festivities leading up to a football game on Saturday. On Tuesday evening, a few hours before the gunfire broke out, the Fine Arts Center was slated to host the coronation of Miss and Mr. Morgan State. Uh, Very, very sad news. We will, of course, keep you posted uh, on this. There are said to be potentially multiple suspects and also multiple victims. And we will keep you posted. Again, very sad news coming from Morgan State University in Baltimore, and our thoughts are prayers with everybody there tonight. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike, line one. Uh, Mike, um, I know you called in about President Trump. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I think that his son Donald should be the uh, uh, Speaker of the House. This way frees the Mr. President Trump up from all of his uh, other problems that he has going on. And he can proceed with his uh, presidential election. That's an that's a very actually that's an interesting creative idea, uh, because you're right. Uh, maybe the son, the son at one point, uh, Donald J. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. was being talked about as being maybe a potential mayoral candidate uh, in New York. He's kind of dangled politics at some point. That could be interesting. Uh, you know, with the Trump name. Either way. Uh, they'll have a heart attack at the White House if they saw Trump no anywhere near the speakership, whatever Trump it is. Uh, but you're right. Who knows? Who knows in this day and age? That's an interesting point. Let's go to Jacqueline. Line six, you just heard what Mike had to say. Your thoughts, Jacqueline? I did. And you know what? I kind of like that idea. I'm sorry I didn't think of it. But I think uh, he didn't specify which son, uh, Donald Jr. or... Um, he said Eric. it sounded Donald Trump Jr. And and okay. he's been the more political one. It seems like Eric has done more the business avenue. Uh, so who knows? What, what, what do you think about that, Jacqueline? Well, I, I think Eric would have a little better temperament. Um, and my, originally what I was going to say is I think it would be a great placeholder for President Trump, but I don't know that it would be very realistic, you know, with him campaigning. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, John, um, oh, geez, Congressman. 
Which one? I'm not sure which John. By the way, the other names being dangled out there are Steve Scalise and a few others. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.